is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School. It is about time for kickoff, and our countdown to kickoff presented by Edding Insurance Agency in New Haven. Well, the Bishop Gwinger Saints are going to be the ones doing the kicking. They will kick it left to right, which would be from the south to the north. The Saints, Joseph Moran is the kicker. Moran is a senior kicker, big kid, 6'5", 180. He'll tee it up on the left hash at his own 40. And it is Mason Oxier who goes back at his own three, waiting for this kick. The Saints and the Spartans are underway. Line drive kick, and it will go to the goal line. Here comes Oxier down the right sideline, crosses the 20, gets knocked out of bounds, somewhere near the 22-yard line, and that's where Homestead brings the offense on for the first time, led by Peyton Slavin. Slavin, a 5'10", 190-pound senior. We made mention of this when we saw Homestead in week one. Slavin was only about 160 pounds last year, and he's put on some muscle. He's done some work in the weight room, and by the way, I got a tour of the new (laughs) athletic complex here, and I will say, thanks to Chris Johnson for the tour, that's an impressive weight room, which is already open. The gym, hopefully, will be ready for basketball this winter. Ball on the right hash, trip receivers line up to the left from the 21-yard line. Good snap, handoff up the middle, and this is Cam Johnson, who rumbles out across the 25, gets hit and knocked down as he gets out to about the 28-yard line. Seven yards right off right tackle to start the game for yeah, the Spartans. They ran their little counter play that they like to run back in the boundary, and Cam Johnson, they got great push up front against that three-man front of the Bishop Dwinger Saints. Leaper of the tight end lines up to the left of the formation. Balls at the right hash, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Single back is Johnson to the right shoulder of Slavin. Dwinger stacks the box, and they're going to come. Drop back, handoff, goes to Johnson. He sweeps it out toward the right, cuts up at the numbers. He gets across the 30 and to the 31, maybe the 31 and a half. And I think that's enough for a first down. They'll move the chains and a couple of plays, a couple of runs by Cam Johnson. And the Spartans have their first first down of the game. Yeah, C.J. Davis coming up making the play. So you're getting up to that second level. You're going to get some good yardage there. Wenger really stuffed the box and Homestead quickly got to the edge avoiding most of that inside pressure. And now what do we have? We have an equipment problem, I believe. You know, that's one thing about Homestead this year. Their offensive line, I think this is one of their better ones they've had in a while. Pretty big. The Saints, Maximilian Carey, had to come out of the game from his safety position. So backup safety jumps onto the field on this first and 10 play from their own 32 Shotgun. They'll go with a quick slant. They got a man open. It's Fox. He catches it out near the 40 and is taken down at about the 43-yard line. 11 yards on that quick slant and a lot of room behind the linebackers. They're cheating 
trying to play the run, Shannon, yeah. and Homestead caught him in it. They got it. They got caught with an RPO there where the linebackers were blitzing, and that's Slavin's key. They came and they did a good job of Johnson replacing the blitzing linebackers, so it was a nice, easy five-yard dump. First and ten for the Spartans. They're at their own 43-yard line. Ball still on the right hash with a single receiver wide each side. A wing to the left of the formation and the handoff. Johnson, good cutback up the middle. Johnson out to the 48. He has stood up and then piled up backwards. Very close to the 48-and-a-half yard line. Nice five-yard gain up the middle, but that sidestep by Johnson to avoid the first man is what gave him that opportunity to gain five on first down. Yes, it was, and it was their power play, and the, the key coaching point there is stay behind the pulling guard, and that's what he did. That's what you saw with that cut there. Nice little jump cut, got it upside to five-yard gain. Four wide, two each side. Shotgun snap from the left hash. Johnson behind Slavin's left shoulder. Long count. There's the snap. Play action. Roll to the right. Slavin, the throw. Got his man. Fox a catch at the Dwinger. 47 and hello. He got hit hard by Teddy Steele, who just planted Brett Fox in his tracks, lifting him in the air and pancaking him to the turf. Yeah, that was one of those cover two corners that just sat out there in the flat, and you got to be careful because Peyton really threw him into it. It is a first down at the Dwinger 46. Homestead moving the football on their first drive of the game. 9-11, and the clock runs scoreless first quarter. From the right hash, two receivers each side. Option play, there's the pitch. It's bobbled, the ball's free. A scrum at midfield, and Bishop Dwinger has recovered the football. A pitch to Cam Johnson. He didn't handle it cleanly. The ball got kicked around, and Bishop Dwinger jumped on it at the Spartans' 49-yard line. Sam Trable where with a recovery of the fumble. Yeah, that was a good call there. He just bobbled the pitch, and what was a good starting drive for the Homestead Spartans ends in a huge turnover for the Bishop Dwanger Saints getting the ball on the 49-yard line. Christian Lozada, it's number four, not 44. Yep. My mistake. So (laughs) I'm playing with the sun. (laughs) So it is, yeah, the, the sun is very difficult right now. We're looking right into it. So Dwanger starts in Homestead territory at the 49. Handoff right up the middle, and it is the fullback for the Saints. Trent Tipman, 5'9", 200 pounds, and the junior just pounds his way to the 41, gaining almost eight yards. Didn't take long to say that name, did it? (laughs) No, we found a Tipman. Our first of the night, there might be a few more. There could be. That's true. Two backs in the backfield with Sam Campbell. The senior quarterback, ball centered between the hash marks, two receivers right, one receiver left. High snap, bobbles off Campbell and goes to the tailback, Toby Tipman. Tipman ended up getting the deflection off Campbell and took it for no gain. In fact, he lost yardage, goes back to the 43 after he lost two yards, but kind of right place, right time, because that high snap too high for the 5'10 Campbell. But Toby Tipman, playing in the backfield, was able to bail him out, catch it off the hands of Campbell, and scramble for what he could, minimizing the loss. Third down, four. 
Quick snap, drop back in the pocket, all day to throw. Campbell looks, looks, now he'll scramble off to his left, still looking downfield. Now he'll fire deep, jump ball, and it's almost intercepted. Offensive receiver became the defender in that situation as Preston Ross had to go up and knock it away from the safety. Yeah, we saw that the last time, Shannon. That is what Northrop tried to do. When they got in trouble, they just put it up for grabs. That time, Homestead almost came up with a pick. Well, Cardinal Rule, don't throw it deep over the middle late. He really could have ran it there and probably would have gotten the first down, but now they're setting up for fourth and four and going for it here. They're lined up to go for it. Two receivers split each side. They're at the Homestead 43. They've got to get it to the 39 for the first. The snap, the drop, they're going to go deep down the sideline, one-on-one, and it's knocked away from Carter Minix, man-to-man all the way down the sideline, and good coverage by Gavin Kozad, the senior defensive back who stayed step-for-step with Minix down the sideline, and it's going to turn it over on downs to the Homestead Spartans. Yeah, big play there, good Good job of really defending there. That was just more of the defensive player making the play on the ball and knocking it away. So Homestead catches a break and doesn't suffer the consequences of a fumble. So Homestead fumbles it away. Dwenger gives it up on down. So the Spartans start first and 10 at their own 43. Handoff. Johnson avoids one at the line of scrimmage, but he couldn't get away from the second man. That's C.J. Davis who came up to plug the gap, and he takes down. Johnson at the 44 after a two-yard gain. Yeah, that time Dwanger did a little bit better job of getting their penetration from their six-man box. They kind of play a what we call a three-three stack, and they got three linebackers stacked in behind those defensive linemen, and they just blitz every every play basically. Single receiver wide to the right, one wide to the left, a wing to the right. Again, Dwanger showing blitz. They've got seven men in the box. And they show they're coming on the snap. Slavin might have changed the play. It's a quick throw to the flat. And a low throw on the far flat, and it's too low, incomplete. Tried to get it to Oxier on that far sideline right in front of the Homestead bench on a quick little hitch route, but he put it right down at his feet, and he couldn't get it cleanly. Well, he got hit by the nose man because he just they slanted and brought the middle linebacker and on a three-step drop. If you're getting hit by a guy, that's that's going to cause some problems. <laughs> Third down and nine from their own 44. They need to get to the Saints 47 for a first down. Shotgun for Slavin. Single back in the backfield. Two receivers right, one left. Drop back, throw over the middle, and it's off Leaper, but he reaches back and then catches it. Although he gave up yardage near midfield, he caught it at the 48. So it's a short gain of about four yards. It's going to bring up a fourth down and four to go. And Homestead looking at their sideline like they might be going for it. Yeah, I think they figure that they've got the play call here to make it up or try to draw Dwanger off sides with a long count. And don't discount the pooch kick either. That's correct. We've seen Homestead do that plenty in the past. Slavin in the gun. He's about six yards deep and he will kick it. He punts it away. There's nobody deep, so the ball will just roll inside the 30, inside the 20, and finally roll dead at about the 15, 16-yard line. 
So it'll be a first down now for the Saints. A defensive battle so far. Homestead a turnover. Saints gave it back on downs. And now Homestead goes three and out and has to punt. So the Saints with their second possession. We're exactly halfway through our first quarter. 0-0 game. Homestead started out with a pretty good rhythm, but that last uh, series of plays, Bishop DeWanger really made some nice adjustments to stop him there. Campbell lines up from the right hash with trip receivers to the wide side left, and it's the handoff to the tailback. Nice sidestep and a big hole up the middle of the field across the 25, out to the 30. 15 yards by Owen Zimmerman, a junior running back. He's 5'6", 140, but, oh, he was slippery when wet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he uh, broke the arm tackle of there. It was one of the Homestead linebackers. I think it was uh, Shepard who had him dead to rights, but like you said, his slipperiness made it uh, a nice big gain for him on first down. Now out to their 30-yard line in one play. They move it from their own 15 out to the 30. Our official just came over. A late substitution, not going to be allowed by the referee. So, Dwenger's reset. And they have to get the snap off quickly. Looked like there might have been some motion in the line, but I don't see a flag. A keeper for Campbell. He takes it for a couple of yards. Might have gotten out to the 33, so a three-yard gain on the quarterback keeper. But a lot of confusion that time for the Saints. Well, number 60, the offensive lineman had lost his helmet on the previous play, so you got to come out for one play. But the official never blew the clock dead, so he just told him you got to come out and you got to come in and run a play. And uh, Campbell had to hurry up and run it. 4.50 in the clock running. We're in quarter number one, scoreless. Second down and seven from their own 33-yard line. Again, they set up in the pistol. Campbell will give it to the running back. Here goes Zimmerman. Again, dancing his way up the middle of the field. Wants to bounce it wide at the 40, but gets hit and knocked down. No advancement past the 40, but that's very close to the first down. It just depends on the spot of the football after Zimmerman picks up seven. Yeah, pick up. Got enough yardage for the first down there. He went kind of laterally there for a second, and I'm not sure he was going to get it, but he did get enough for that first down, so they keep the chains moving. Owen Zimmerman into the game. He's listed as about a third or fourth team running back, but he's been a bright spot so far in the Saints offense. Here they'll go with a screen, and that got blown up. The screen completed about seven yards deep in the backfield to Teddy Steele, and he got hit and dropped immediately. The linebacker came up on a great play, and it's a seven-yard loss. I think that may have been uh, Christman, the the senior de- uh, defensive end, outside linebacker type. Man, did he really show out of nowhere. What a play. Second down. We'll call it a loss of six. They're back to about the 35. And they'll go quick wideout pass. And he sails it over the head of Minix. Now, that's what they'd like to do. They'd like to get the ball in and out of Campbell's hands, and that's why he's got a high per, uh, percentage, completion percentage. But when you're high and off, it's going to be tough sledding with those type of throws. So it is third down from their own 35. They need midfield. So third and 15 for the Saints. Approaching the three-and-a-half-minute mark of our first quarter. It's scoreless between the Saints and the Spartans. Shotgun for Campbell. He puts two wide to the left, one wide to the right. He'll drop back. He'll have time. He looks. He looks. He wants to let it go. Finally does. And the completion made a yard shy of the stick. 
at the 49 minutes who ran a deep route and then came back to his quarterback to make the catch but his progress at the 49 is one yard short of the first down well we got a yellow flag back here in the area of holding and that's why Mr. Campbell had so much time to throw it. He had enough time to sit back there and have a cup of coffee. Good job finding the man, but this one's going to hurt. That flag laying in the area of the field where I have a window <laughs> that I can't see out of. The only reason why I saw it was because I saw him turn that way towards the sideline, which we never get to see the actual penalty call because we're on the opposite side. Yeah. We see the back of the official. Yeah. So it is third down and 15 now. They move it back. Actually, third and 25, back to the 25-yard line. They'll go deep post over the top. Got a man. Good throw. Good completion. Stellan Rustin makes the catch over the top of the Homestead Spartan safeties at the Spartans' 35-yard line. First down after a 40-yard gain on the deep post, and did Campbell ever lay it in perfectly yeah. for and Rustin? A, and what a great f call by the Dwanger offensive coaches there, going with a, basically a, a set-up screen bluff and throw it deep. Campbell does a good job of knowing his arm strength, and he knows when he has to get rid of it, and just like you said, he laid it right in there perfectly. First and 10, Saints, a conversion on a third and 25. Now it is first and 10 at the Spartans 35. Here's Campbell on a keeper. Bounces off a tackler at the 30. Stays alive as he runs to the far sideline inside the 20. Inside the 15. Knocked out of bounds at the 13-yard line. That's a 22-yard pickup for Sam Campbell. And again, the linebacker came up, hit him, didn't wrap him. If you saw the Purdue opener... <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it. Well, there's the quarterback counter. That's a tough play to stop because it's a misdirectional play. But what I'm seeing out of the Homestead defense right now is a lot of arm tackles, and they're not going to bring anybody down if they're not going to wrap them up. 2.41 on the clock, scoreless in the red zone. Handoff up the middle, power running for Teddy Steele. Inside the 10, he takes it to the 9. Three yards on the first down carry. For the six foot, 170 pound senior back, Teddy Steele. You know, the Dwanger doesn't have their customary big, big offensive line. You know, those two guys that we've accustomed to seeing, the 6'4, six, 6'5 six, guys, but what they have is some quick linemen that move actually pretty well. Yeah, the two tackles, 210 and 215. From the left, Ash. Trip receivers in the short side left. Keeper on the quarterback draw. Campbell runs it up the middle. Takes it inside the five to the four. I don't know who made that tackle. We're going to see here on the replay. They came back with that quarterback counter. And if it wasn't for... Uh, can't see it again because the sun. But what a play by the Homestead defender there. Because if he doesn't make that play, he's walking into the end zone. It is third down, a yard to go at the four-yard line. Saints trying to strike first. We're scoreless late first quarter. Here's the snap. Give to Steele on a full house backfield. Steele follows the blocking at the left side of the line to the goal line. Touchdown! Bishop Dwenger takes it in. Four yards out. And the Saints on the board first, going 85 yards on the drive. The big play, a 40-yard completion on third and 25 and it's bishop dwanger in front six to nothing with 124 remaining here in the first quarter 
What a drive. And just like you said, that was set up by the big pass that they completed on third down. On to try the extra point, Joseph Moran. Zimmerman the hold, the kick, plenty of distance, and it's good. It's the Saints who take the lead with a minute 24 remaining in the opening quarter. Bishop Twanger 7, Homestead nothing on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The PSM Performance Edge program is here to help athletes reach the next level. It's a high-intensity, personalized training program built for athletes who want to be the best. Whether you're making the jump to high school athletics or have dreams of playing your sport in college and the pros, the EDGE is the athletic development program to get you there. Over 150 athletes have decided to put in the work to reach the next level with the EDGE program. Call us at 260-266-4007 to schedule your free one-on-one consultation. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Homestead fell behind Bishop Lures last week. They find themselves behind now to Bishop Dwinger. With a minute 24 remaining in the opening quarter, the Saints have taken a 7-0 lead over the home team. And now Bishop Dwinger is set to kick it off. This time they'll move it to the right hash. Kind of interesting. He kicked the first one for the left hash. This time he's going to bring it over to the right hash and try it. It will be Moran that will kick it off. Well, you can't give up a third and 25 because you have to get off the field on those av- those type of yardage plays. I think we've got till the end of this quarter before <laughs> we have that sun disappear that's shining right into our faces. Here's a deep kick, and it is caught at the goal line, and the ball crossed the plane. They're going to call that a touchback. It was pretty close the first time. That time, just enough of the football across the plane that they bring it out to the 20. It'll be first and 10 for Homestead, trailing at 7-0 to the Saints. And I think the rule is if any part of the returning player touches the goal line, it's supposed to be a touchback. And well, we had that on the first, first one. one. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, too. And he kind of, I think the official just wanted to see him a return for a change. Yeah, they blow the whistle on the very first kick of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, we've, I tell you, there's some good kickers in the Summit Athletic Conference. From the left hash, first and 10 for the Spartans, right to left as we look at Dave Walter Stadium. Quick screen. They get it to Fox in space. He's got blocking in front of him. 25-30. All the way to the first sideline. Finally knocked out of bounds near the 35-yard line. Oh, that would play was set up perfectly. They want to get it wide quickly because they realize Bishop Twinger defensively is stuffing the yeah. interior. Well, and then the other thing is the blocking on the outside by the other two receivers on that set really set that play up for Fox. Two receivers split each side from the right hash first and 10 at their own 35-yard line. Slavin with a big hand clap, and that's going to bring a flag because Twinger jumped the zone. Now, the question is, Shannon, and I'll ask you, the coach, <laughs> is a head bob and hand clap, is that a legal play, or is it deception? Well, it all is in the, the interpretation by the official and the umpire mostly. That one there, I think, was the right call. So it's first and five. Ball moved out to the 40. Play action. Throw over the middle. And it's too high. Incomplete. He overshot his target. Trying to get it to Fox. Well, he had him too, right over the linebackers. Yeah, but it's tough, Shannon, when you're throwing to 5'8", five, 5'9", five, guys. you got 
Manny yeah. Rivera in there at one slot, 5'9", 180. Fox at the other slot, 5'9", 155. And that time, a six-footer might have made the catch. <laughs> Trip receivers left, one to the right. Ball's on the right hash. Quick screen. They're going to go Fox. Same play that worked to the other side. Doesn't work this direction. Getting through the block, making the tackle. Brady O'Keefe, he's a sophomore DB, but he played that perfectly to shed the block, read the play, and come up and cleanly tackle Brett Fox in space. He sure No did. gain at the 40. He, he did the cardinal sin of coming underneath a, a receiver, but what he did is he jumped right back to the outside and made a tremendous open field play and got him for nothing. Third down and five. Spartans trailing 7 nothing. Clock counting down, end of the first quarter. Down to 10 seconds, drop back in the pocket. There's a flag, there's a throw. It's caught by Leeper at the line of scrimmage, and he's not going to get any forward progress. He just slid a little out route right at the line of scrimmage. They might have given him a yard or two, which was generous, very generous, out to the 42. Boy, I didn't think he got anywhere near the 42-yard line. Yeah. But they're going to give him a couple of yards on that, and it will bring up a fourth down and about three to go. But what, I'm not sure what they called here because the flag came out as the ball was snapped. Right. Didn't blow the, blow the play dead. And so you wonder if it was an illegal formation. Yeah. or, or uh, they, They're signaling illegal shift. Yeah, that's what it was. And the penalty is declined on the illegal shift called against Homestead. 4.5 seconds remains here in our opening quarter, and Homestead lines up to punt it away to Bishop Dwanger with the Saints already leading it 7 to nothing, And the clock burns down, and that will hit zero. That's the end of our first quarter. Bishop Dwanger trying to stay in the SAC chase. They've got the lead over the 3-0 Homestead Spartans after one. It's Bishop Dwanger 7, Homestead nothing on the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Second quarter underway, Bishop Dwinger with a 7 to nothing lead over the Homestead Spartans with Shanna Griffith, I am Brett Rump. The punt is already away and downed at the 34. So a short kick and Bishop Dwinger good field position starting at their own 34-yard line with Sam Campbell, the senior quarterback, lining it up in the gun. He's got Zimmerman as the lone back in the backfield. Trip receivers on the short side of the field to the left of Campbell. Right to left, Saints go, second quarter. It's a keeper for Campbell. Looks for a hole and gets out to the 37-yard line. Didn't gain much, couple of yards, but I think they're trying to spread Homestead out and then just see if their athlete, Sam Campbell, can find some space up the middle. That was kind of like it turned into a quarterback sneak from the gun, like he saw something that he was going to take and he just kind of took off with it. Gained a couple of yards, but... Um, they got to get into that rhythm they were that last series after they got that big play completion. Three receivers to the wide side right. Single receiver is Preston Ross, a 6'8 target lined up to the left. Shotgun for Campbell. Hand off to Zimmerman. Right up the middle. He stood up at the line of scrimmage. Not much for Zimmerman. They might give him a yard. Out to about the 30, well, it's the 37, so there's really no gain on that play. And Zimmerman, not a big back, so as soon as he hit that hole and ran right into a defensive lineman, it was game over for Zimmerman. Yeah, it looked like, I think it was Schaff that came up and made the play there. Looked like they may have moved him into the middle linebacker position, 
but he came up and made a nice uh, form tackle up in the A-gap. Ten and a half minutes left, clock running. We're in the second quarter. A 7-0 Dwanger lead, but Saints facing third down, seven. Play action. Campbell drops, throws deep, over the top, and he's got a man. Minix at the 30, 25, taken down at the 18-yard line. 45 yards on the play, over the top, and for the second time, Bishop Dwinger completes a post route behind the Homestead safeties. Yeah, third and eight again, and they get their eyes in the backfield. There you saw kind of Sam's uh, arm strength there. He kind of underthrew Minix, but still... He was so wide open, he could have waited another couple of yards. Yeah, he was five to six yards behind the deepest Homestead defender. And so they put it at the 17-yard line where it's in the red zone, already leading at 7-0. The Saints, first and 10, drop back Campbell, looking, looking, wants to dump it off to his outlet, does. It's the back out of the backfield, Teddy Steele. He's got it at the 10, all the way down close to the 5, still fighting to get yardage inside the 5. Teddy Steele will have a first down, a 12-yard pickup to the 5-yard line, but there may be a flag. This one might come back. Minnick's going to get called for a push in the back, and it wasn't a very smart decision there because he was completely behind the Homestead defender, and he just pushed him in the back. Yep, and that's what the call is. Call it on the Saints. 9.40 on the clock. We're in quarter number two. Saints, seven. Homestead, nothing. Now, that was a good job by Campbell. No one deep, open, still kind of, like you said, leaked out of the backfield. He hit him, and I don't think there was a defender within 15 yards of him. So a big play gets called back by a bad penalty. They bring it back out to the 17, the original line of scrimmage. They'll go with a reverse. They give it to Davis, bringing it to the left. He sidesteps one, can't get past the second man. Good open field tackle, and that's actually not Davis. That's Jermont Guilford. He's a junior wideout who took the reverse pitch. He lined up at the wide receiver spot to the right. They brought it to the left. He's to the 15 after gaining a couple of yards. So it is second down and eight to go for the Saints. Campbell lines up just inside the left half side and a back in the backfield handoff. And this time it goes to uh, Tobias Tipman. Tipman wrapped up. He's taken down. Actually, uh, that's no gain at all. 17-yard line. So Saints trying to find some offense now in the red zone. The big man up front in the nose tackle causing havoc because he was about four or five yards deep in the backfield. And uh, that allowed the linebackers to really come off and make the play there. So third and ten. Has not been a friendly down for the Spartans today as they've given up the big plays on these downs. Third down, 10 to go. Drop back Campbell, looking, looking. He's got time with the three-man rush. Still looking, still scrambling around. Good block in the backfield. And here is Campbell open on the right side. Fires toward the end zone. There's a flag, and I think they're going to call a blindside block on the uh, Homestead rusher. Mm. And... No, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what they're that's what they're going to call. They threw the flag. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've yeah. got a guy who's spinning left, spinning right, and as a lineman, you're right there to greet him. Yeah, Nathan Reith, Reith is the one that's going to get called, and I just can't understand why they would call that type of block. I mean, 
I would agree with you. He's kind of turning around and really kind of turned himself into it. Yeah. More so than the kid just deliberately Yeah, he's trying to, he, he almost was trying to spin off the block and instead turned right into it. But they are going to call it, I believe, or are they going to pick up the flag? It was an incomplete pass. Now they're, going, they're discussing it, and now they're going over to talk to Chad Zolman about it. And I think maybe what they're doing here is trying to determine what Chad Zolman wants to do. He's got options because it would be fourth down and 10, but in field goal range at the 17. Well, they're going to – it actually come back here to the – does it come back here to the spot of the foul and bark it off? Let's see. If they bring it back to the spot, you think they have to take it because the yeah. flight came down almost 15 yards in the backfield. Right, and it may be one of those that go back to the previous line of scrimmage. And 7.58 on the clock. It stopped. 7 nothing. Saints leading it over Homestead. Bishop Dwinger the ball, but now we're trying to sort out the penalty. And, of course, the ref goes all the way to the far side, then looks at the other press box. <laughs> So we have. Okay, so the penalty was declined. So now it's going to be a long field goal attempt. This will be from about 34, maybe 35 yards for Joseph Moran. Interesting. There was actually two fouls on the call. They actually called Campbell for intentional grounding, and I just don't There's see where, no that, way on that, where because, that came from. Yeah, he had a couple of guys in the vicinity when he threw it. <laughs> Early score from Northrop Carroll up 21 to nothing. So the ball lined up to be uh, put down at the 24. So it will be a 34-yard field goal attempt. Ball just left of center. And Joseph Moran, a senior kicker. Well, and now we do have a penalty being marched off. Well, they're so. gonna, yeah, they, they got to march off the... Uh, uh, intentional grounding because it's also a loss of down. Yeah, so a five-yard march off. Five-yard march off and loss of down. So it's fourth down, and now the ball is out at about the 22-and-a-half-yard line. Yeah, we're looking at a so this yard. will become a 39-yard attempt for Moran. Coach Garrett didn't, bro- didn't blink. To give the Saints a two-score lead. We're ready to go. The snap, the set, the kick is away, and it's going to be short and to the right. No good on the 39-yard attempt by Moran. And the Homestead Spartans stay within a score. The defense holds after the Saints got into the red zone and perhaps some help from the Yellow Hankies. Homestead's defense comes up with another stop, and now they'll get the ball starting at their 20-yard line. See, that's where the rules play into your favor as a, yeah. as, a as the opponent on the kicking, because even though you kicked it from, what, the 22? 29 is 20, where he yeah. kicked it, and the ball, the line of scrimmage was the 22, so, but they set it at the 20, so <laughs> even a missed two. field goal, you gain two yards. <laughs> Doesn't seem fair, does it? <laughs> Spartans first in 10, 7.46 to play before halftime. 7 nothing Saints. Slavin in the gun, gives to the back. And it is Fox bouncing it wide to the left. He just keeps bouncing all the way to the sideline, crossing the 30 and knocked out at the 34-yard line. 14 yards by Brett Fox. There they shifted him because they line him up in the slot. This time they shifted him to the backfield. They ran that outside zone, and Dwanger actually got themselves blocked by their stunt, and there was just nobody 
out in the off the corner there. So they got caught in the wrong play. Fox the tailback, three receivers to the right. Ball on the left hash, first and 10 at their own 34. Drop back, they'll set up the screen to Fox, and they overshot it. Man, he had it too. Yeah, tried to get it wide on that little swing screen out of the backfield to Fox, but pressure was coming on Slavin. And the pressure really got between Slavin and his intended target, and so Slavin had to throw it over the hands of the defender, and it was too high for Fox, incomplete. I'm assuming there Lasada was supposed to what we call peel off on the back there, and he didn't. So there was actually nobody out there to cover him. So that would have been a big gain for Homestead. Four wide to each side. Shotgun from the left hash. Second down and 10, and they'll give it to this time Cam Johnson. He'll run it behind the left side of his line, crossing the 35 to the 37 after a three-yard gain for Johnson. That's going to set up third down, and it's going to be about third and seven for the Spartans. 6.58, clock's running, quarter number two. Saints seven, Spartans zero, and Homestead with a third and seven at their own 37-yard line. They're going to bring the house here. Yep, they are showing blitz. They got seven in the box, and Slavin... Takes a pause after Dwenger showed the blitz to look to the sideline to see if they need to change the play. Trip receivers to the yeah. right, and then they decide to call the late timeout. Yeah, they had no choice. The clock was running down there, and I think they got caught, like you said, Brett, and got a blitz coming. We don't have the right play. <laughs> so a timeout on the field with 6.31 remaining in the second quarter. Bishop Dwenger has a 7-0 lead over the Homestead Spartans. This is the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Marcus Freeman and the 2022 Notre Dame football team are locked and loaded for a season sure to have all the excitement of a shootout at high noon. To stay on top of it all, join me, Phil Houck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. Saturday mornings at 10 sharp for the 26th season of Fighting Irish Preview. Saturday mornings at 10, it's Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Spartans trailing at seven to nothing, facing a third down and seven. They come back out of the timeout, ready to go. They need their own 44 for the first down. The ball's on the left hash, three receivers to the right. Single receiver is Grant Leeper, lined up wide to the left. In the backfield, you've got Peyton Slavin, the quarterback, with Cam Johnson on his right shoulder. Saints showing blitz. And again, Slavin steps out of the set looks over to the sideline now they're ready to go big third down here the snap the drop the throw and the slant over the middle and it's low and incomplete tried to get it to fox on a slant out near the 48 yard line but an inaccurate pass brings up fourth down now for the spartans and they're going to have to punt it away to dwinger yeah he had what he needed there against that defense that would have been a a first down, how do you hit him in the numbers? But like you said, it's hard to catch it when it's down around your knees. On to punt, Braxton McLaughlin. Good snap, and the kick is a very short kick. It's a high kick. It's going to bounce and take a big homestead kick. 
from about the 40. It's all the way down to the 25. That bounces back to the 26 where it's downed. So the Saints will bring the offense on, starting at their own 25-and-a-half-yard line with 6.18 remaining in quarter number two. Saints seven, Homestead nothing. Yeah, we've kind of got into a little bit of a law here for Homestead after that initial drive to start the game. They've really kind of sputtered offensively here. Campbell lines up for the left hash, and he's going to get under center with two backs in the backfield. A new look for the Saints. They've got two wide to the right, one wide to the left. And from under center, they'll give to the fullback. Just a power blast play behind the right guard out to the 30. It's actually a pretty productive four-and-a-half-yard gain on just a uh, power blast that gave the ball to Trent Tipman. Yeah, you know, like you said, it's a quick hitter, so by the time the Homestead linebackers have a chance to react, he's already on top of them, and they're at, like you said, four yards deep. Tipman, 5'9", 200, low center of gravity, and they'll stay in this formation with two backs and the quarterback under center. And again, they'll run the same play, this time following the left side of the line. There comes a flag right into the pile. I think we're going to have a face mask. Yeah, they'll take the ball on that power run by Toby Tipman out to very close to the first down. He got it out to about the 35, and the flag is going to be a face mask on Homestead. So give the Saints a first down and add five yards after the end of the play. It'll be out near the 40, where it's a first and 10 for Bishop Dwenger. Saints 7-0 over Homestead. Yeah, Homestead right now is kind of uh, back on their heels on both sides of the ball. From the left hash, trip receivers to the right. Davis, the lone receiver, to the left. High snap, handled out of the gun and given to the running back. Again, he'll follow Nathan Reith, Wyatt Tipman, Elijah Douge, the right side of that line, and take it out to the 44 after gaining about four. Second down and six. And Dwenger now showing a little bit of a power football game. This is maybe uh, circa 1984 <laughs> Andy John's football right now. Yeah, well, they're, I tell you what, they're taking it right at Homestead's defense, and uh, they're not blinking, that's for sure. Here's a drop back. Campbell looks to throw. Gives a pump fake. Now he's going deep over the top. He's got a man one-on-one, and that's going to be pass interference. And that's going to be Wyatt Little, the safety, who really got beat over the top by Preston Ross. Having to play catch-up on an underthrown ball, but a deep post route. And Little got there just before the ball arrived. And no calling for pass interference. Not a spot foul. So, you know, even yeah. though it was a big pass play deep downfield inside the 20, they're going to bring it back and march it off from the line of scrimmage. It will still be a Bishop Dwenger first down, and it will be in Homestead territory well, at the Spartans 41. That was a throw to Preston Ross, and they have him listed as 6'8", 215 pounds. <laughs> That's a guy you don't want to overthrow because no. you have so much margin of error yeah. on the overthrow. You just get it to him, and he'll go up and get it. 
First and 10, Saints at the Spartans 41. From the left hash with three receivers to the right, one to the left. Here comes the blitz, and they're going to throw it deep near sideline. Davis goes up in man-to-man coverage, knocked away nicely by Isaiah Elward, who had man-to-man down the left sideline against C.J. Davis, and he was right there. And again, perhaps a little bit of an underthrow by Campbell helping the Homestead corner in coverage. You're right. He was underthrown there, and he needs to let it go just a tad sooner. But you know Isaiah, their best defensive player, he's going to get that assignment all night long guarding C.J. Davis. Two receivers wide to the right, Davis to the left. Ball on the left hash. Two backs in the backfield. Join Campbell. They do a little counter play. Give off Teddy Steele. He'll follow the right side of his line, getting inside the 40, taking it to the Spartans 37 after a four-yard pickup. That's going to bring up a third down and six. Four eighteen. The clock running in our second quarter. The Saints a seven to nothing lead in this defensive battle. Last year, we had 58 points scored between these two. I don't know if we'll get there tonight. Steel in motion from the left slot into the backfield. They'll throw a slant to Davis. Got him hit perfectly in stride inside the 20, the 15, and down at the 14-yard line. A 23-yard gain, and that ball from Campbell perfectly in stride to Davis just as he split two defenders. Yeah, C.J. Davis is a heck of a football player. Great move at the line of scrimmage and got himself in position. But even better, the throw by Campbell. He stuck it right on his numbers. Saints with another third down conversion. They're in the red zone again at the Spartans 13. From the left hash, two receivers right, Davis to the left. I formation with Campbell under center. The tailback mm. gets it. Big hole. Nice Here cut. goes Tipman. Tipman scrambles inside the five to the goal line. Touchdown. Toby Tipman from 13 yards. And the Saints go up two scores, extending their lead to 13 to nothing with the extra point coming up. I tell you, just straight at your football. And Tipman did a nice job of getting a great cut there to get it into the end zone. Toby Tipman is a junior, six feet tall, 170 pounds, ran strong right behind Elijah Douge, his right tackle at 6'4", 215. Here's the set on the extra point. The kick is up, and it is good. And the Saints extend their lead with 318 remaining in the first half. Bishop Dwenger, 14, Homestead, nothing. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Does your business rely on costly equipment and technology to operate? Protect your business and your budget with equipment breakdown coverage from Central Insurance. It's bottom line protection should your critical business systems fail. For your security, protection, and peace of mind, trust Central Insurance in the Fort Wayne area. Hoopy Insurance Services is your local central agent. Contact Hoopy at 486-7488 or find them on the web at hoopy-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for over 40 years. Now back to the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 318 remaining in our first half here at Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School and the Saints fans enjoying this one with the Saints now leading it 14 to nothing over the Homestead Spartans. 
behind this is Homestead's finding themselves in familiar territory like last week when they were down at halftime at Bishop Lures. But right now, I think the Saints have really much controlled the first half on both sides of the football. Bishop Dwanger will kick it off. Homestead, you feel like they've got to do something before halftime, try to take some momentum with them to the locker room. Bishop Dwanger will get the second half kickoff. Ball on the right hash from his 40. Moran the kick, and it is deep and caught at the 5. The 10, the 15, up the middle of the field, right between the hash marks. Oxier takes it out to the 25. 20-yard return of the kick. First and 10 for Homestead at their own 25-yard line with 3.11 to play before halftime. Yeah, I, you think they're going to have to try to get some points here before the end, before the half, and they really haven't taken any shots down the field, you know, the deep throws, which I think are there with the, some of these coverages that Dewanger's going with. Leeper wide to the left, Oxier wide to the right. They've got a slot each side. Johnson the back with Slavin in the gun. Drop back Slavin. He'll throw. Little comeback route. Oxier catches it. It is 35. Turns toward the sideline and curls out of bounds close to the 40. Nice 15-yard pickup. First down, Homestead. They keep the clock running. Well, they signaled, I thought, to keep the clock running, but it did stop at 3.03. Well, now they get the chain set. Yeah. They will. I thought he stepped out of bounds. Yeah, I think you're right. I, maybe the halftime meals is ready. <laughs> Here's the shotgun snap on first and 10. They'll set up a screen. Pressure coming, and they knock it down. Nice job getting the hands up by Christian Lozada. The junior linebacker, he got into the backfield along with a couple of teammates. And, you know, that's one of those on the screen where the linemen, you got to give them at least a bump before yeah. you let them come in cleanly. And they were all chasing down Slavin on that screen setup. Well, and it results in an incomplete pass. Those linebackers from that second level are just finding the gaps right at the right time. From their own 40, second down and 10, Spartans. Quick screen. They throw it out to the wide receiver, and it's... Fox from the slot. He follows the outside wide receiver blocks out to about the 49. That's a nine-yard pickup. He stays in bounds, and it's a yard short of the first down. So it's a third down yard to go. Clock goes under two and a half minutes here in the second quarter. Saints leading it 14 to nothing over Homestead. That was a nice tackle in open space there by C.J. Davis, preventing it from being even a bigger play. Two receivers right, one receiver left. You've got a tight end in the formation with a single back, and they'll give it to the back. This is Johnson taking it immediately out to the left sideline, mm. and he got collared as he crossed the 50. That's a two-yard gain. He needed one for a first down, so it will move the sticks, but a short gain by Cam Johnson, and they don't give him much there. They put it right at the 50, but they do give him the first down. Yeah. A.J. Lee was the one that made the tackle there because the tight end came off the block. So from midfield, first and 10, and again, they'll throw it to the slot. It's little screen set up to Fox. The other wide receivers block. Fox brings it to the sideline and chased out of bounds as he gets inside the 40 to the 37, 13-yard gain. Nothing fancy about that. As soon as the snap hits Slavin's hands, he just turns and throws to the slot. Fox, who's yeah. got a big cushion off the line of scrimmage the way he's being defended. They're, they're daring you to throw it, that's for sure. Two wide each side. 
Johnson in the backfield. Slavin will drop, and we've got flags and whistles before the play gets underway. And I think they signaled offside against Homestead. Yes. Somebody. I think they procedured it. Yeah, they'd yeah. call it procedure. The official of the near sideline signaled offside. The referee signaled procedure. <laughs> so it's five-yard march off either way against the Spartans. Minute 53 on the clock. We're in the second quarter. Saints leading at 14 to nothing over Homestead. Spartans left to right with a first and 15 at the Saints' 42-yard line. Shotgun snap, drop in the pocket, Slavin, look at the throw, over the top, going for Oxier, man-to-man, and it's over his head incomplete as Steele had step-for-step coverage all the way down the field against Mason Oxier. Well, that was supposed to be a post, I think, but he ended up throwing it back over to the boundary, so either it was a mix-up with the route because the way the ball was thrown wasn't to the post. Yeah, but actually the defender had that right shoulder covered. (laughs) But if he'd have thrown it to the middle of the field, you might have given your receiver a chance. Exactly. Second down, 15 at the 42. Spartans from the right hash have trip receivers left, and they'll set up a screen again, and that was blown up. Didn't fool anybody, including the Saints' Anthony Lee, the senior linebacker who read it all the way and it's an incomplete pass, bringing up third and long for Homestead. Yeah, they, they played the play, basically, because they did not bring any type of pressure like they had customarily done. So that play really was kind of done before the snap. Big third down, minute 44 on the clock from the 42. They're looking for the 27 for a first down. Slavin rolls to the left. Here comes a defensive end chasing, and Slavin has to just unload it out of bounds. Almost grounding, but they say there was a receiver, at least in the vicinity. But, oh, my, there was someone chasing him down. He had to hear footsteps coming from behind because he rolled to his left. And the defensive end, who came from the opposite side of the formation, was gaining ground quickly. Yeah, that was the and that's the worst way to throw the football for a right-handed quarterback is rolling left. And like you said, the footsteps, I think, of uh, the Bader was uh, in earshot. Shotgun and Slavin will take the snap and then punt it. Heads it down toward the five. It gives a kick toward the goal line. Did it stay out of the end zone? And no, it was a touchback. It got across the goal line. Yeah, kind of slid when it bounced and looked like it might hang right there in the field of play. They did mark it at the one. No. He threw the... uh, (laughs) Through the beanie in the end zone. Like That's what you, I thought, too. And they're marking it at the one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> at the one-yard line, it will stay. And, boy, this is that's a huge play because yeah. now, and, and it's not even the one. I mean, it's basically the, Inch line. the end of the football is just breaking the plane. I mean, it's just outside the plane of the goal line. You can't get it any closer to the end zone than where the ball is right now. And the Saints with 99 and two-thirds yards away from <laughs> pay dirt, they'll start this drive. Full house backfield. you got to think maybe a quarterback sneak or something safe here. And it is Campbell on the sneak, and a good push wow. gets him out to the five-yard line. Yeah, that's a really good surge from the right side of that Bishop Dwanger line. And as you said earlier, not big. Wyatt right. Tipman at guard, 6'1", 250. 
And Elijah Duge at uh, right tackle, 6'4", 215, but they got a really good push to get some breathing space. Now, this time it's uh, a run out to the 10-yard line. That's going to be close to a first down. Yeah, and then the question is how aggressive does Dwinger want to be? 55 seconds, I would imagine, at this point. They'll probably they've, uh, they've got third down and a half yard to go. They'll take that one snap, try to get the first down, and then probably take a knee to go in at yeah, halftime. Probably a, uh, I would expect a sneak here. You don't want to take any chances on an exchange. Campbell trying to line everybody up, or one of the backs actually trying to line everybody up. Now they're in formation, and they have to call a timeout with two seconds on the clock because the Saints weren't sure about the formation. Yeah, they were. 27 seconds left before halftime. They were misaligned for sure. Yeah, you had three backs in the backfield, and one of them was instructing one of the other backs where to be positioned. And first he pointed left, then he pushed him back to the right, and then the back wanted to come back to the left. And all the confusion led to a play clock that was winding down near zero, so a timeout called by Bishop Dwinger with 27 seconds remaining in the second quarter. And the Saints leading it over the Spartans, 14 to 10. Bit of a surprise, not only how well the Saints have played in the first half, but the bigger surprise, I think, is they've kept Homestead off the scoreboard. Yeah, outside that first drive for Homestead, they've really not really done much as far as moving the ball. But this is a big down here for DeWanger because if they get the first down, they go in halftime with a 14-0 lead. Certainly they wouldn't want to punt from down here. And they will give it to the tailback about three yards deep in the backfield. And he's going to have the first down. Rumbling across the 15 all the way out to the 20. Almost a 10-yard pickup. And that's a guy they trust, Teddy Steele. Yeah. They gave it to Steele and said, here, go get us a first down. Yeah. And we can go to the locker room with a 14-0 lead. Nobody's going to stop the clock. And nobody's going to rush to the line of scrimmage to snap a play. So... The last 10 seconds of the first half will tick away. And a good first half for the Bishop Dwinger Saints here at Homestead. Saints trying to keep their SAC championship hopes alive. And they'll go to the locker room with a 14-0 lead over the Homestead Spartans. We've got a lot coming up here at halftime. A performance by the Spartan Alliance marching band. But more importantly, we've got Shannon Griffith with a scoring recap here of this one in the first half. We've also got Matt Klingenberger back in the studio with area halftime scores. That all comes up as part of the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show. Again, our halftime score here at Dave Walters Stadium on the campus of Homestead High School. It's Bishop Dwinger, 14, Homestead, nothing. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 21 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. Indiana Physical Therapy, where people go to get better. 
get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blademan's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on BladeManSKnifeShot.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day and shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on BladeManSKnifeShot.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow Blademans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military and now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen color. Available at Blademans Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up, explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com Detroit-style pizza is finally back at Pizza Hut. If you're like me, you've been waiting 342 days for this moment. But hey, who's counting? All I know is that it's back. That crispy, cheesy crust. Those layers of toppings. All finished with the sauce on top. And best of all, you can try one of these three unique recipes, like double pepperoni, meaty deluxe, or supremo. Or if you're the independent type, create your own. Pizza Hut's Detroit-style pizza is back. But it won't be here forever. So hurry, no one out pizza the hut. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Indiana only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports. It's the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Surprises here at halftime at Dave Walter Stadium where the Homestead Spartans trail Bishop Dwinger 14 to nothing. You know, Shannon, we thought this would be a competitive game. I think the surprise is not necessarily that Dwinger leads, although I think most people expected Homestead would have a slight edge in this one. Homestead 3-0 and coming into this one, Dwinger 2-1. and But I think the surprise is that Dwinger has held Homestead scoreless here in the first half. Homestead with a turnover. They've had to punt a couple of times. They've had drive stall. They had a big penalty on the last drive. And uh, overall, the Bishop Dwinger defense deserves a lot of credit. They've played with a very clear defensive strategy where they are going to stuff the box. They're going to try to get pressure on Slavin by coming right up in his face. And uh, and they're daring him to pass. Yeah. And right now they're, they're providing the coverage, at least enough coverage downfield, that they're getting away with it. Yeah, they're winning the battle in space. Now, they may be seven or eight yards down the field, but they're playing that bend-don't-break type of defense. And like you said, they're making it hard for Homestead to really run it up inside with the number of blitzes that Dwanger is running uh, with their scheme. So everything is to the outside for Homestead, or at least that's what they've gone to. I'm a little surprised they haven't tried to run the quarterback here and there because if there's one thing that's unaccounted for in this type of defense is the quarterback. Well, it's, it's also clear that the opening or opportunity is to get the ball wide quickly, try right. to get outside that seven-man rush that lines up primarily between the tackles. And they've done it a few times, but they just haven't done it consistently right. enough to, to sustain a drive. Well, that first drive, they had it going, and then they had that pitch bop, you know. Uh, uh, the fumble. Yeah, it turned into a fumble. And after that drive, like I said, they've really been on their heels. And also on defense, they've been on their heels because Dwanger's just lined up and gone right at them. And that's what the kind of the statistics have showed here in the first half. Yeah, taking a look at some of the statistics, uh, total yardage really stands out. Bishop Dwanger's put up 215 total yards, and they've gotten almost perfect balance, 111 of those in the air, including a big pass play over the top. And, uh, and then they've got 104 on the ground. So good balance offensively for Bishop Dwanger. Meanwhile, for Homestead, they've thrown it 9 of 17 for 75 yards, but they've only rushed it for 35 yards here in the first half. Yeah. As Dwanger, like I said, it's clear that they have decided they're going to take away the running game. They're going to try to use numbers to get pressure on Slavin and hope that their coverage in the secondary is good enough that they don't get beat deep or over the top. Yeah, they're putting it in the – they're just saying they're going to put the ball in Slavin's hands and say, go beat us, and we're going to protect – we're going to get to you, and you're going to get into 50-50 balls, which they don't want to do. But 4-7 on third downs for um, Bishop DeWenger, 1-5 of five for Homestead. There's a differential that you wouldn't think of. But look at the passing, 3-10. of 10. Now, Sam Campbell's a 75% passer. He's completed only 30%, but those three passes were all big plays. <laughs> for 111 Yard, yards. Right. Let's go ahead and get, speaking of big plays, let's go ahead and get the first half scoring summary in this 14 to nothing Bishop Dwanger lead. Well, the Dwanger Saints controlled it all from the start at one with 125 left there in the 
first quarter, they go on a 10-play, 84-yard drive. Steal from four yards out. The PAT was good. It was 7-0 Bishop DeWanger. Then in the second quarter at the 318 mark, they go on a 7-play, 74-yard drive. This time, Toby Tittman from 13 yards out rushes it in. The PAT was good, and it was 14-0 DeWanger. And that's how we finished the first half. The Bishop Dwinger Saints on top of the Homestead Spartans, 14 to nothing here at Dave Walter Stadium. Want to get caught up on area games, and we're going to do that as we continue with the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show. Before we do, a couple of quick notes. After the game, join us at the Coventry Pizza Hut for the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show. I'll be out there with Adam Lundy live up until 11 o'clock, and we invite you to stop by, have some pizza, some uh, pasta or some wings with us. Perfect destination after your Friday night of high school football is your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant. Also, uh, coming up here at the half, we've got Matt Klingenberger with a full rundown of area scores as the Hoopy Insurance Services halftime show continues here at Dave Walter Stadium at Homestead High School. The visitors from Bishop Dwinger have a 14 to nothing lead. As the Spartan Alliance Band entertains the fans, we'll send it back to the studio. You're listening to High School Football and the Hoopy Insurance Services Halftime Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to the Hoopy Insurance Halftime Report. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back. Back a little bit early. Uh, So the halftime score here at Dave Walters Stadium it is the Bishop Dwinger Saints leading at 14 to nothing over the Homestead Spartans. Of course, Shannon, we've got a full rundown of all the area finals coming up after this one is over, but we've still got 24 minutes of football to observe here, and obviously Homestead's going to have to do something to figure out this Bishop Dwinger defense. What adjustments does Chad Zolman and company make? Well, I tell you right now, there's a couple fans out there, Carol and Snyder, hoping that the Saints hold on because everyone else has their games pretty much in hand, but Homestead's going to have to find ways to either take some shots down the field one-on-one, or they're going to have to start bringing two tight ends into the game to get the run game going and get DeWanger to balance up some. You know, it's been interesting. Both teams have had opportunities over the top of the defense. And I'm surprised because really with some accuracy and getting the ball all the way downfield, you probably could have some more points on the board. Slavin missed an opportunity throwing to Oxier's outside shoulder when Oxier was running a post from the wideout position on the right side. If he'd have thrown it toward the middle of the field, which was wide open, Oxier had a chance at a big touchdown play. Instead, he threw it toward the outside shoulder, and it was kind of an awkward look over the opposite shoulder type of play, and the defensive back had him shielded on that side, and it turned into a big incompletion. But, you know, they've had opportunities downfield. They've got man-to-man coverage. It's just going to be up to the quarterbacks to be able to get the ball out there and complete one or two of them. So, you know, you can't rule out that the big play is there if they can execute it. Yeah, and it's really surprising, too, is that if Slavin, if you asked him probably what does he like to throw better, the post or the streak, my guess is the post because that's where he's hit a lot of his big passes is on the post route down over the middle of the field. But uh, they've just not got back into a rhythm offensively, and a lot of that has to do with DeWanger's defense and how aggressive they're being. 
uh, with their defensive front six. And it, that type of defense can cause havoc, especially if you play with open ends where you, you have a voided gaps and there's an extra gap there because the defender's coming off of it. Big initial drive to start the second half because Bishop Twanger deferred and so they're going to get the second half right. kickoff and you know Homestead's got to come up with a defensive stop. You can't let the Saints get more separation. They're already up two scores. You don't want it to be a three score climb no. before you even get the football here in this second half. No and and I tell you right now if Dwanger did not have to really make that much adjustments at halftime other than shore up a couple things and maybe look at the, their passing game a little bit more closely. But honestly, they're probably going right on script the second half. It is Teddy Steele who will line up at his goal line to get this kick from Spartan kicker Nico Stavretis. 14 to nothing. Saints leading it as we're just about set to start our third quarter. Spartans in their all-blue uniforms. Yellow numbers, yellow helmets go left to right. Saints with the gold pants, white jerseys, navy numbers, and gold helmets right to left. Here's the kick, and it is taken inside the five, up the middle of the field. Avoids a tackle at the 15, crosses the 20, and Steele takes it out to the 23-yard line. About a 19-yard return. First and 10 for Bishop Dwenger, starting at their own 23-yard line. I think C.J. Davis may have a little little conversation <laughs> with uh, his partner back there because I center think he fielder would, can yeah. call off the left fielder yeah. in that situation. I think Mr. Davis would have liked to have taken that one, but hey, Minix has got the one he took back a week ago. Saints line up with Sam Campbell, quarterback, who will start under center with an I formation, a fullback in the three-point stance, and they'll give it to the tailback. Nothing there. Homestead blows it up right at the line of scrimmage. Good job by Homestead's defensive front, showing some emotion that we haven't seen in this game so far. No gain on the first play for Bishop Dwenger, so it's second down and 10. Well, if you look at it, Jackson Crispin's the name that we haven't called very much tonight, and he's one of their better defensive linemen. And right in that first half, they were just getting pushed around. Second down, 10 to go. Play action. Campbell. Here comes some pressure. He'll scramble to the left. Avoid a tackle and a sidestep at the 30. 35-40, near sideline, all the way to the 50. Campbell steps out of bounds in front of his own bench. Boy, what a move he made to sidestep a tackler and turn that what would have been a moderate gain into a huge play. It is a 27-yard pickup for Sam Campbell, the Saints quarterback, first and 10 at midfield. Yeah, how can you not like this kid, man? What a competitor he is. You can just tell the way he's handling himself there, making the play with his feet, and that's what he's done. Ball right at the 50-yard line, left hash, trip receivers, wide side right, Campbell, with the quarterback keeper, bounces it to the near sideline and wrapped up and thrown to the turf into his own bench. Campbell will pick up about two, maybe three. And on the tackle for the Homestead Spartans, Braxton McLaughlin. Second down and seven. The ball at the Spartans 47. It's the initial drive of the second half. Dwenger already leading at 14 to nothing with 10.40 and the clock running in the third quarter. Yeah. 
from the left hash, second down, seven. They need the 40 for the first down. I-formation behind Campbell under center. He drops. Here comes pressure. Campbell being chased in the pocket. Flips it behind him late to Steele. Steele tries to avoid the pressure in the backfield and can't get back to the line of scrimmage. He's taken down at midfield, losing three. Well, it would have been a loss of about six. So they gained three out of that pitch. But a dangerous play by Campbell, pitching it behind him as he was getting wrapped up for the sack. So it's third down and ten. That'll be, uh, hey, don't do that again, okay? (laughs) But but that's what, you know. 14 to nothing, take the sack, right? Yeah, but that's that, you know, that's Campbell, man. He's, you know. Trying to make a play. Yeah, backyard football player. Big third down, third and ten. Homestead needs a stop. They're going to bring the blitz. Here's the throw. Deep far sideline, and he overshoots everybody. There's no flag in the man-to-man coverage down the far sideline, and it's going to bring up a punting situation. With it being fourth down and 10 at the 50, the officials separate some players. I don't know. There might be some jawing going on. Wouldn't surprise me. A couple of competitive football teams. Talk a little smack once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, he was mad that he was doing this to him, probably. But uh, in these type of games right now, that's what, you know, Homestead there, don't don't mess with it because it's fourth and ten, and you get a penalty, and you give them a first down, and it's just a no-no. So from the right hash, Joe Moran comes on to punt. Oxier lines up deep. He's at his own 15-yard line, and there comes a flag as the play clock got down to zero, and I think it's a delay of game. Yeah. Special teams delay of game. Delay of game, call it on Dwinger. Sometimes you take those if you're too close into your own territory, but I'm not sure there you'd want to take one. Yeah, that's pretty flattering to Joseph Moran Mm -hmm. when you're at the 50 to take a (laughs) five-yard penalty because you're too close. Yeah. Well, now Oxier is lined up. Now you know at what? his 15-yard line. That they may, didn't have a guy in the that, formation. That may have been what the problem was. So here we go. Fourth down, 15 Ooh. from the 45. Low snap. Oh. Now they're going to fake it. They throw it. Incomplete. A shock on fourth and 15. They go for a fake. And Homestead had great coverage, but a flag. They're going to call it interference, I think. If they call it interference, it's going to be a gift because I'm not, I do not know why on 4th and 15 you're running a fake punt there because you just took a delay of game. Yeah, I, uh, you've got to basically grab the guy, throw him to the ground before the ball gets there, before I throw a flag on that play. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it looked to me just like tight coverage. And, yeah, uh, yeah they might have bumped a little bit, but, uh, but he was never open. No, I, I don't like you said. I think it was actually pretty good coverage. So credit to the special teams player that there just said, "Hey, they're talking I, about it." Yeah, um, being a good play, but uh, they're going to pick up the flag. I think, aren't they? <laughs> or are they? What are they doing? Unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike conduct called on Homestead. Wow. Oh, my. That's an automatic first down. Wow. The 15-yard penalty. I am not whoa, 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 sure whoa, whoa. what happened there, but a 15-yard penalty is going to be a first down. Well, it looks like to me they called it a dead ball. The, play came, or the flag came after the play. 
Oh, after the play. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, now they got to get the chain gang going the other direction. We got. Okay, so we'll try to sort this out. But believe me, if you were here, you'd be about as confused as we are. <laughs> it is first and ten for Homestead. They do get the football, and a dead ball, unsportsmanlike, starts Homestead at their own forty. Blast up the middle for Cam Johnson. He'll run hard for five yards out to the 45-yard line, second down and five. That's the first time we've seen him go back up the middle since the first half with that inside zone play. They got a hat on a hat and got five yards out of it. When you've got blitzing linebackers, is it one of the strategies to hit them, like hit the hole quickly and kind of take that away? Yeah, and you got those offensive linemen got to have their heads up because they're coming to you. Here's the read option. A keeper for Slavin. He pulls it out of the belly of Johnson and then keeps it. Cutting it off the right, left tackle. Crosses the 50 to the Saints 47. Nice seven-yard gain for Slavin and a first down for the Homestead Spartans. 8.55. The clock is running third quarter. Saints 14. Homestead nothing. Well, that's one of the things that we talked about there right before the beginning of this half involving a quarterback run because he's an unaccounted for player with the way they're playing their uh, Dwanger plays their defense. From the Saints 47 yard line, Fox in motion, right to left. They'll fake to him, then they'll throw, coming back this uh, way, and the ball may have been deflected. They were trying to set up Johnson out of the backfield in the right flat, and they had him wide open. But I think the ball might have been deflected by the defender who came and yeah. jumped and leaped and reached and might have gotten a finger on the football deflecting it on its path toward Johnson. Yes, it was. He got it. To, and i tell you what, luckily they did because they had their, the numbers oh. out there big time. Yeah, Johnson had nobody covering him out of the backfield. So it is second down and 10. Drop back in the pocket sleeve and look at the throw. Brings it near side. They set up a screen to Oxier. He doesn't get the block he needs, and he's taken down at the 46. He wanted one block from Brett Fox and didn't get it. And Dwanger takes him down after a short gain. It's going to be third down and about eight to go with the ball at the Saints 46-yard line. Now that's a tough play to kind of run there against that coverage. Really needed to keep coming more to the inside instead of trying to go back outside because it was initially going towards the line of scrimmage. Four wide, two each side. Ball on the right hash. Johnson on the left shoulder of Slavin, who's five yards deep in the gun. He'll drop. He'll look to throw. Little short crosser. It's caught at the 44, but no space on the near sideline. Taken out of bounds. That is... Uh, Manny Rivera that goes out of bounds at about the 42, so it's a fourth down, and I believe it's about fourth and five. Maybe fourth and four. Looks like they got to get to the 38 for the first down. They're at the 42 of Dwenger, and Homestead with the offense on the field. Lines up. Trip receivers left. One receiver right. Hard count for Slavin. Nobody for the Saints jumping. So now Slavin looks over to the sideline, gets the play. A big fourth down and four. From the 42, Slavin in the gun, drops, looks left, throws on the slant. Good pass completed at the 35, down inside the 30, tackled at the 26. Big play for the Spartans, and they turn fourth and four into a first and 10 at the Saints 26-yard line. Yeah, they hit Manny Rivera on that quick slant. Good throw there, hit him right in the numbers. 
Quick snap, dropping back, Slavin, quick out route, caught, Fox near sideline, he tries to turn it upfield and gets tackled, but positive yards down close to the 16-yard line. First see where that's at if that's a first down because yeah. it's close. Looks like they're going to give him the first down and put it at the at the 15-yard line. Got to come back with another one of those quarterback runs here. First and 10, Homestead trying to cut into a 14 to nothing Dwinger lead in the red zone. Handoff to the running back, Johnson, and he tried to bounce it wide. That's a mistake. Saints came up and hit him right at the line of scrimmage and took him down. As soon as he went parallel, instead of north and south, the Saints pursued him and made a good, clean tackle. Yeah, there was a guy. There's an unblocked guy there, and uh, Ryan Groves is the kid. The sophomore came up and made a nice play. 6'2", 175-pound sophomore. Nice tackle in open field. Second down, 10 to go, just inside the 15. Shotgun Slavin, option play. Uh, They pitch it going the opposite way. Fox, right to left, gets a block at the 10, at the 5, looks for the pylon, gets knocked out of bounds short of the goal line. (laughs) But he's around the 2-yard line where it's going to be a first and 10 for the Spartans. How that worked, I have no idea. That's the old uh, <laughs> offensive interception play where you run the option to the right. The pitch to the back is actually intercepted by the wideout going the opposite direction. Well, yeah, that's the ideal way of doing it. But when the Dwanger State defender standing right there. Yeah, right in your path. And, <laughs> and then uh, state of confusion, he didn't make the tackle. Yeah. Here's a handoff up the middle. Johnson. Goal line touchdown. Johnson from a yard or two out. Touchdown for the Spartans. A huge start to the second half. The comeback begins for Homestead. Trying to cut half the margin off this 14-point lead for the Saints. It's now 14-6. And Stavridis is coming on to try the extra point. Well, they got what they needed there. A score on their first drive of the half, and finally they got go for two here. Go, they finally got their uh, got into some rhythm. Nope, they're set. I think they're setting up. They're setting up for the kick. Well, there's a penalty because they got too many yeah. guys on the field. Yeah, because Johnson <laughs> stayed on the field. The running back, he scrambles off late. Now they're going to try for one. Stavretis, the hold oh. by Fox, just gets it off. And it is good. The extra point is good. And it's a 14-7 game. Bishop Dwenger still holding a seven-point lead over the Homestead Spartans with 5.59 remaining in the third quarter. This is high school football on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Did you know that Masterforce has thousands of tools at Menards? Any tool you want, we have. There are hammers, drills, pliers, levels, wrenches, grinders, sanders, air compressors, nailers, workbenches, mowers, blowers, chainsaws, floor jacks, knee pads, work lights, fans. And that's just a taste. Want power, performance, durability? Come check out the wide range of products from Masterforce, exclusively at Menards. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Halfway through the third quarter, and the Homestead Spartans on their first offensive possession of the second half get their first touchdown, and they make it a 14-7 game. And now the crowd getting into it, 
and Homestead's got some experience in comebacks. They were behind at halftime a week ago to Bishop Lewers on the road and came back, yep. won that game 24 to 16 over the Knights. And kind of the same same way that that game started. They were kind of slow in that first half and kind of caught fire in the second. The defense pitched a shutout, so that's what they're hoping for here. Spartans to kick off. Here is the boot. High deep kick. Davis will take it this time at the goal line. Centers the hash marks. Out, Brings it seam. toward the left. Got a seam. 30, 35, 40. The kicker, the only man back. And Davis runs right past him. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 100 yards on the return by C.J. Davis. And there's a flag oh on the far side of the field, right in front of the Homestead sideline. There is a flag. And that is not even anywhere close no. to the play. I mean, all the way across the field for Davis, split through the seam, and then a burst of speed. He just blew by everybody. And there is one over on this side, too, yeah, Shannon, yeah, which I, I didn't see on the Dwanger sideline. Well, you know why? Is because. That Davis was down here at the 30, and everything's happened back here. And that may be a sideline thing over here. But uh, you saw that develop when he catched it here, the way yeah. he came that way. You saw the C parted kind of. Well, he was bringing it right to left, and he yeah. caught it on the right hash mark and brought it toward the left, which actually from our angle here at midfield, he was running it almost directly toward us. <laughs> he was. Well, I told you he was going to have a talk with Minix there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got he got his and he showed what he could do with it. Yeah, he's But it's coming back, I'm sure, as uh Dwinger's sideline has kind of settled down and they've stopped celebrating, but what a explosive play by CJ Davis. Yeah, he he's an electrifying player. There's no question about that. And I saw some smaller colleges and some coaches from smaller colleges in the stands earlier. In fact, there were a couple even down by the field during pregame. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that didn't hurt seeing C.J. Davis break it for a hundred yards. No, no. But Marshall, Marshall's got his commitment so far. Yeah, that's true. He's. Uh, wonder if he's going to be at Notre Dame Stadium for well, the Marshall-Notre Dame game tomorrow. Well, you never know. He about ran to Notre Dame Stadium on that kickoff return. Personal. So okay, what they, did they, they the, call? The pen, the, there's a personal, there were personal fouls that were declined, offsetting, and sideline warning. But So now they're going to re-kick? Yeah, that's so it negates the entire play. Well, how can it negate a play if you got offsetting fouls and the sideline warning would have happened after the play, more or less? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's going to be a re-kick. That's what it is. You don't have the stripes on tonight, Shannon. No, I don't, and I'm not going to sit here and profess that, uh, well, I used to say I knew all the rules, but... Let's just be honest. Yeah, when you actually when you talk <laughs> when you talk to the officials on the sideline, you claim to know all the. Oh boys. yeah, I knew them better than they did. Yeah. and I would tell them, and then they and then come Sunday morning, the commissioner would call me and say, "Hey, here's hey. the rule." Hey, <laughs> yeah, is, is your fax machine turned on? Because I've got something to send you. It's a copy of the rule that you were arguing yeah. about. Well, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm going to guess that this ball will not even come close to C.J. Davis's hands. 
I'm not sure if you want it to get to anybody's hands no, at this point. They, they do put it on the right hash. They may hit it on the ground. Here is the kick. Nope. And it is going to curl, and Davis going to have a chance, but he bobbles it. Had to go back to the goal line to pick it up at the 5, the 10. Looks for a block, doesn't get it to the near sideline. And he actually, he turned that edge, tightrope the sideline, and then a late hit by the Spartans after he stepped out of bounds out near the 30. Wow. I don't know how he turned that edge. It looked like he was out of bounds, and somehow he tightroped for about 10 yards right along the sideline in front of his bench. But then when he went out of bounds, he took a late hit, and this will add 15 yards to the spot, and the Saints are going to get it out near the 45-yard line. Well, you're probably not going to like my observation of that foul, but that was a continuation of a tackle that happened on the sideline, and C.J. Davis just kind of tripped, and they threw the flag for unnecessary roughness, I'm assuming. But... uh, Officials need to get themselves into some consistency here. They're going to lose control of this pretty quickly. The march off is out to the 42-yard line, so it is finally first and 10 for the Bishop Dwinger Saints. 5.36 on the clock. We're in the third quarter. Saints, who had a 14-0 halftime lead, now lead at 14-7 over the Homestead Spartans. From the left hash, two receivers, short side left, one receiver all by himself to the right. Campbell under center with two backs in the backfield. Gives to the first man through. Not a good exchange. Homestead says the ball's free. They're jumping up and down. Now there's a scrum for it, and Homestead's got the football at the bottom of the pile. A turnover, and the Spartans will have it at the Bishop Dwinger 43-yard line. Wow. And that was nothing Homestead did. It looked like Campbell's handoff hit the running back up in the chest. I think Campbell lost control over it, and it was bobbled and and, and kind of hit the running back in the chest, like you said there. But I'm not sure her, her he had uh, total control of it. We'll see it here quickly. Yeah, I just kind of threw it at the back. Yeah, just bounced it off his chest pad, and uh, Homestead takes over. It's first and 10 Spartans at the Bishop Twanger. We'll call it the 44-yard line is where they sat it on the field. What a change in events, though. We went from a 100-yard touchdown to the Spartans having the ball back. One-score game, drop back, Slavin throws, Mm. and on the seam route, he missed his man badly. And he immediately runs downfield to have a chat with the receiver, and he goes right after Grant Leeper. Leeper, the first-year football player, has played basketball for Chris Johnson here at Homestead, but... I asked Chris before the game, I said, do Friday nights get a little more nerve-wracking watching (laughs) one of your key returnees out there every week? He laughed. He says, I support the kid. He says, you know, is what it is. I like to see him play in multiple sports. Handoff up the middle. Cam Johnson hit after about a two-yard gain, maybe three to the 41. So that's going to bring up a third down and seven for the Spartans. They trail by seven. We've got 5-14 still to play in the third quarter. What he was wanting to do was to set down in that hole where the vac- where the defense had vacated, and that's something you learn. He's still young. Third down, seven. Ball on the right, hash trip receivers to the left. Oxier, the lone receiver, lined up to the right. Cam Johnson in the backfield over the right shoulder of Peyton Slavin. Slavin, five yards deep in the gun. 
Long snap. There it is. Drops back. Fakes to the left. Now looks to run. Here comes pressure. Slavin goes down for a loss at the 43. Lost two yards. It's going to be fourth down and nine. And I'll tell you, that's the one thing for Slavin. You've got to get rid of the football when you've got that much pressure coming. Yeah, they went for uh, on that bubble screen. They kind of pumped and wanted to go deep and they were in a great zone coverage for that, and they had it shut down before it even started. So great defensive call by DeWanger, and what a huge play to get the ball back here. And because of the loss on that third down play, it's going to force Homestead to kick it away. Yeah, huge. And so you, you know, usually in this formation or in this position on the field, they go ahead and let Slave and Pooch kick it. They're not taking a chance. They're putting McLaughlin out there to punt it away, and here comes his oh, kick. Nice High-hanging kick. And it will be caught inside the five at the three. Not a lot of running room. And he's taken down mm. near the eight-yard line. That's just a poor decision. You can't catch it once you get inside your five. No matter how much space you think you have, you probably don't have it. And uh, that time the return man, who I think was was that Steele? I think was it was Minix. Minix again, number five. Is that his number five? Okay, Carter Minix, yeah. who was back. And uh, he ended up getting it to about the nine-yard yeah. line. But usually you say tough put, position. Yeah, put your heels at ten and don't move. Yeah, and try to decoy him as much as you can and hope that you get the ball back at the twenty. So caught it at the three-yard yeah, line. You have good. to assume on one bounce that's going into the end zone. But first and ten for the Saints from their own nine. Set up on the left hash. Single receiver to the right. They got two backs. They'll give to the first back through, and he stood up right at the line of scrimmage. There's not much there. Forward progress will give him one yard, but not much more. And again, tough to find running room. Trent Tipman that time, yeah. the 5'9", 200-pound junior, stood up after a very minimal game. Well, the linebackers from Homestead and the D linemen are doing a better job getting that penetration, and what was four or five yards in the first half is now down to two. Saints with a 14-7 lead. Late third quarter. Handoff again. They try to play the power. Homestead stuffs it. Another one-yard gain out to the 11. You know, and one thing about Homestead up front, they do wear on offensive lines. Oh, and yeah. You mentioned it earlier, Shannon. This isn't a huge Bishop Dwinger front. Right. At tackle, they've got Ashton Scary, 6'1", 210. At the other tackle, Elijah Douge is 6'4", 215. Their guards, John Paul Henry, 245. Wyatt Tipman, 250. And their center, Nathan Reith, only 215. Here's the third down play. Drop back in the pocket. Campbell with time to throw. Does. Wow. Completes it out at the 20. First down yardage to the 22. And they complete it to their big receiver, Preston Ross. And that basically is a box out for Ross. Go downfield. <laughs> Get inside the defensive back and then box him out behind you. He's such a big receiver that yeah. that's all that Campbell did. Just threw it where Ross could catch it and goes down 22 after picking up 11 yards. Well, he did a great job of the slant route where he really got the corner turned. And like you said, he positioned his body perfectly. First and 10 from the 22. Again, they go to the handoff and again, no running room. Might have pushed the pile out to the 24. That's two yards, but just a big mass of bodies yeah. and not much there for Toby Tipman. Well, Second down and eight. Well, you got, is it Johnny Waddell up front, who's a senior? He's 6'6, 400 pounds, and he occupies 
at least both a gaps. Yeah, he <laughs> he is a big human being. He basically is the defensive tackle, the nose guard, and the <laughs> defensive tackle in a five-three. Drop back. Campbell's going to look to throw, and now he's going to keep it. Gets uh, a whiff at about the twenty-five, and Campbell stays on his feet out to the thirty, almost to the thirty-one yard line. So he's only. A yard or two shy of what he needs for a first down. They'll sit it at the 31, where it is third down, one yard to go. Yeah, they were in a position where it was nine yards to go. He did a good job of basically making something out of nothing. And the athleticism he shows on the field is what makes him a special player. Almost looked like a set play. Went back, gave <laughs> yeah. a pump fake, and then took off on the run. Here's the third down and one, full house backfield, double tight end. And oh, there's some out. confusion, and Campbell has to eat it, and he's going to get taken down for a loss. After his forward progress was stopped and they pushed him back, Campbell flipped it into the backfield, and the running back, I think, was Toby Tipman. He took off downfield saying, hey, <laughs> I've got the ball. They, they, but they already blew it dead after forward progress was stopped. And I'm trying to see. Yeah, that, that it, was that was too, uh, that was actually Trent Tipman that took yeah. off downfield with the football. Well, honestly, he basically just took it out of Campbell's hands. But you're right; they called the ball dead because of forward progress, and he's not too happy about it. Fourth down and two, and they're going to have to punt it from their own 30. Punt formation. Joseph Moran is the punter. He stands at his own 15-yard line. And the quarter will come to an end. Dwenger doesn't have to snap it on this fourth down play. So we go to the fourth quarter, and the Saints still holding on, but it's gotten closer since halftime. Saints were up 14-0 at the midterm break. After three quarters, it's now Bishop Dwenger 14, Homestead 7. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Indiana Physical Therapy is your trusted choice in northern Indiana. For over 30 years, we've treated all walks of life, from peewees to professionals and Olympians, and everyone in between. Schedule at any of our 21 convenient locations, even without a doctor's order. Indiana Physical Therapy is cost-effective, accepting all insurance plans and networks. We're open from 7 to 7 and can get you in the same day you call. Go to indianapt.com. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Oding. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Oding. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Starting our fourth quarter, Saints in punt formation from their own 30-yard line, leading it 14-7. Moran gets the punt away, no pressure. Short kick, bounces at the 40. Inside the 35, keeps rolling inside the 30. And it will continue to roll to the 26-yard line. That is a 44-yard kick, and there's no return. So it's first and 10 for the Homestead Spartans, trailing 14-7. to Yeah, I was going to say it hit them way up here. That's a good call by them because the... That's what I wasn't sure on that first yeah. bounce. It might have clipped off uh, 
off his pants, off his leg, and that's what they're going to call it, and they're going to bring it out to the 36-yard line. Well, my trusty iPad's running out of juice, and that's how I was able to tell that somebody hit it. So after, when it goes dark, 34-yard kick. I'm fired. Here here comes Homestead (laughs) from the left hash. Two receivers, three receivers to the right, one receiver to the left. Slavin in the gun. Gives it to the running back. That is Fox. He breaks away from one and then takes it out to the 40. They'll mark it down at the 39, just shy of the 40-yard line. So about a five-yard pickup for Fox, but that could have been a loss. He had to sidestep a Saint defender that came in unblocked, and he did a nice job to turn nothing into something. We'll actually say that it's a... uh, guess it's about a three-yard gain to the 39 from the 36. So second down and seven. Homestead right to left from the left hash. Man in motion right to left across, and they'll give it to the running back on a counter play. Fox taking it wide to the right, cuts it upfield at the numbers. He's across the 45 to midfield before finally being chased out of bounds in front of his own bench on the far sideline at the 50. Well, they ran that counter scheme back out to the field, and Fox really just made something out of nothing because there was nothing back up inside. So he just kind of circled the defense, got a big run, and Homestead is on track with the first down. So dangerous once he gets to the edge. And that time the Saints, uh, Christian Lozada, just didn't contain and allowed Fox to get all the way to the far sideline. After an 11-yard pickup, first and 10 for the 50. They'll give to Fox right at the middle. Look at him bounce off tacklers. He's inside the 40. He'll just pull a tackler to the 37-yard line. 13 yards. All Brett Fox that time. And he is pumped up. Well, up front, that was a heck of a job by uh, Jackson Bell, the 6'2", 300-pound junior, did a great job of coming up, letting their linebacker come to him, And he did a great job of getting in front of him so that Fox could just find his way around him. One receiver to the right, two receivers to the left ball just inside the right hash. Fox, the back of the backfield. He gets the handoff, bounces it off the turf, comes right back up to him. He continues to run on the short side, a sweep to the right. And he's able to turn it into about a five-yard gain. They take it to the 32-yard line, maybe four yards on that play. It's going to be second down and six, but yeah, yeah, he bobbled it, and I'm quite sure the ball just bounced in front of him right back up to him, and he didn't slow down. It sure did. He got a lucky bounce on that one to come right back into his breadbasket and got himself in a position to pick up about five yards, so we got about second and five here for Homestead. Under 10 minutes to play. It's a 14-7 Saints lead. Homestead at the Bishop Dwinger, 32. And the give up the middle. Fox follows the right side of his line and powers to about the 30, maybe the 29. That's uh, maybe three yards for Brett Fox. It's going to bring up a third down, maybe two and a half to go from the 29-yard line. This is a big third down play. Homestead looking to tie this up. They're down by seven. After being down 14 to nothing at the break. When they brought the... Uh, Camden back in here, the bigger running back, and see if they can give it him to get the three yards they need. Cam Johnson, 180-pound back, lines up at the backfield. they got a wing to the left side of the formation. They'll give it to Johnson, and the pressure comes in off the edge and takes Johnson down for a loss. Yeah, that I, Back at the 31-yard line, a loss of a couple, and now it's going to be fourth down, five to go for the Spartans. 
There was just too many bodies over there for the even to even try to run it that way. And that's where you need some type of audible to get out of it or run the quarterback in that situation, misdirection or something. But good call by Bishop Doinger's uh, defensive coordinator there. Big fourth down here. Fourth down for the Spartans. The ball is on the right hash. Single receiver right, two receivers left, a wing to the left side. Here's Slavin rolling to the left. Here comes the pressure. They throw it back to the right. They got Fox at the 30. Gets a nice block, 25-20, and knocked out of bounds inside the 15. First down, Homestead Spartans. Misdirection. Roll out to the left and throw back to the right to Fox, who slipped out of the backfield. And it's a big gain and a first down on a fourth and five. The Spartans are inside the 15-yard line, first and 10. Great call there by the offensive coordinator, Bill Skelton, taking advantage of DeWanger's aggressiveness with the throwback screen. At the 12, ball of the right hash. Single receiver wide each side. And oh, man. they'll give it to the back, but he's hit before he even gets the handoff completely. Wow. Busting in, totally untouched. The linebacker on the blitz, and my goodness, he was in the backfield. He almost beat the snap back there. He takes down Johnson for a loss back to the 17. That's a loss of five yards. Helkington was the the saint that got through the gap, and he almost took the handoff from Yeah, It is second down and 15, back at the 17-yard line. Peyton Slavin. Here comes the blitz. They'll throw quickly. Blocked at the line of scrimmage and almost picked off. Oh, my. He deflected it and then almost caught his own deflection on that far left end. Number 75 was the one that got it. That was uh, Ashton Scary, the senior, 6'1", 210 pounds. What a great job he did there, man. Plays uh, starting left tackle, also lines up defensively, and he got up in the air and deflected it. Now it's a third down and 15 from the 17-yard line. Slavin drops back, looks, looks, fires to the end zone. Got a man on the far side. Did he hang on to it? No. Incomplete pass. The official... Locked in on it for a little while before he ruled incomplete. The pass to Mason Oxier on the out route in the end zone. We lost the camera. And he was open. Yep. The defender expected him to break toward the middle. But the ball just a little wide of Oxier. He had to dive for it, and it was incomplete. Yeah, he kind of, the corner just got turned around completely. It was a great route, but... Now a field goal attempt yeah. with fourth and 15 from the 17-yard line. Gonna this is going to be out. a 34-yard attempt. The set, here's the kick, plenty of leg, and good from 34 yards. Nico Stavretis has made it a four-point game with 7.20 remaining here at Homestead. It's now Bishop Dwinger, 14, Homestead 10. And you're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Detroit-style pizza is finally back at Pizza Hut. If you're like me, you've been waiting 342 days for this moment. But hey, who's counting? All I know is that it's back. That crispy, cheesy crust. Those layers of toppings. All finished with the sauce on top. And best of all, you can try one of these three unique recipes like double pepperoni, meaty deluxe, or supremo. Or if you're the independent type, create your own. Pizza Hut's Detroit-style pizza is back. But it won't be here forever. So hurry, no one out pizza the hut now back to the fort wayne high school football game of the week only on 1380 the fan at 100.9 fm bishop dwinger maintaining the lead 14 to 10 over the homestead spartans with 720 still to be played here at dave walter stadium i am brett rump along with shannon griffith We'll be heading to the Coventry Pizza Hut after the game ends for our Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show. Scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more. Adam Lundy, our scoreboard operator tonight. So Homestead trailed it 14 to nothing at halftime. It's been all Homestead here in the second half, but you have to consider the defensive stand once Homestead got into the red zone yeah. by Bishop Dwenger. Could be huge. Homestead had the momentum, and then they just had a couple negative plays that just hurt them. Here's the kick, and it's a little pooch, not very deep. And it's off the hands of the receiver at the 23. Picks it back up, heads to the far side, and crosses the 30. Tackled at the 31. A slow-developing play after he had the ball go right through his hands. It stayed right at his feet, and finally he picked it up and made the most out of nothing. But it is Bishop Dwinger coming on with the offense from their own 31-yard line, leading at 14-10 with 7-14 still to play here at Dave Walter Stadium on the campus of Homestead. Yeah, it's they're still going to have to, even though they got the three points, it still requires them to get a touchdown essentially to, <laughs> to, to win it. And 7-20 left. This is a huge, huge uh, series here. Injury on the field. And so, uh, let's see. He's going to get up, and I think uh, that was the, is that Min- That's not Minix. No, that is uh, Lozada. I think he's the one that picked up the ball there yeah, on, the Lozada, pooch, on the pooch kick. Lozada, the uh, Christian Lozada is a junior safety linebacker, running back. Basically, he just don't play line. That's basically <laughs> what that means. But he can play pretty much anywhere. He's going to slowly yeah. work his way to the near sideline. A very slow walk you know, for Lozada as he's got the trainers escorting him to the near sideline. He's a thick kid. He must have rolled his ankle there at the end. But here's a huge drive for Bishop Dwanger. Dwanger starts at their own 31-yard line, first and 10. They lead it by four. See how conservative Bishop Dwinger is with the football here because they spread the formation. Quarterback keeper Campbell runs it behind his left tackle and crosses the 35, and he gets about six yards to the 37. See, that's a that great. type of play shouldn't happen. Well, the reason it's going to be a good play is you got a lead block now with that full or the tailback. It almost ends up being like a ISO for the quarterback, and he's a, an extra body there, so. This is something they had to do to get their run game going because the last two series, Homestead's pretty much stuffed it. Second down, four to go at their own 37-yard line. Left to right, the Saints work it. 
We're in the fourth quarter. Bishop Dwinger, 14, Homestead, 10. Three receivers to the right. Campbell, a keeper, again, follows the left side of the line, finds enough space to get first down yardage, crossing the 40, and finally hit and knocked down at about the 43-yard line. And now he's really just going to use the clock and put him in a position to keep the ball in the field of play to keep the clock running. Campbell, not a big quarterback. No. If you think this is Josh Allen, you're greatly mistaken <laughs> because Sam Campbell's 5'10", 160. 6'20", clock is ticking. Fourth quarter. Saints with a first and 10 at their own 43-yard line, leading at 14-10 over the Homestead Spartans. They'll line up with four wide, two each side. Again, spacing out the formation, trying to create a gap in the middle. Here goes Campbell. Again, off left tackle. Tries to spin off a tackler and gains maybe a couple out to the 45 before he's pushed the other direction. Looks like uh, they're going to give him one yard out to the 44. So second down and nine. Yeah. Homestead needs a stop. They still trail after the field goal. They trail by four, and the clock just keeps running. It's ticking down toward five and a half minutes left. Yeah, I'm sure they've told Campbell to take as much as the 45-second clock that he can and snap the ball close to the one-second or two-second mark so that they can maximize running the clock as much as they can. 45 seconds? Is that old school? Well, Down to 25 seconds now in our game. Yeah, well, that's right. I guess I'm thinking of... Baseball added the pitch clock, too. Yeah. Here goes a handoff and no room for the running back. He is stacked up near the line of scrimmage. And so it's going to be a third down and nine to go from the 44-yard line. Huge stop. Boy, that was just a nothing play for the Saints. Yeah. Kind of surprised that they went that way with, with even though Campbell has been getting a pretty good chunk of yardage, but... Here's a huge third and nine for Homestead to get off the field and get the ball back. Huge third down with the Saints leading at 14 to 10. Under five minutes left from the 44. Here's Campbell. Play action. Drops in the pocket. Looks to throw. Does. And incomplete. Homestead knocked it away at the last minute. Mm. They had the intended target double covered. And timed it well to knock it away from Stellan Rustin just as the ball got there. If you're a Bishop Dwinger fan, you want a flag. If you're Homestead, great defense. Yeah, he had C.J. Davis one-on-one on the outside. And really, the corner gave him a lot of cushion. He just couldn't get it to him. Fourth down for the Saints. They're going to have to give it up to Homestead. 4.33 left. 14-10 Saints lead. Big snap, big kick. Good snap, and the kick is away. Oh, nice one. Nice punt. High spiraling kick. It's going to bounce near the 20 and shoot out of bounds. I think they'll put this somewhere near the 18-yard line, maybe the 19-yard line. So that's where Homestead has to start this drive. This could be the game on the line right here with 426 remaining. Saints lead it 14-10 over Homestead. The Spartans take over the football at their own 19. Well, they got the field that they wanted for Bishop Dwinger defense to force an 80-yard drive here. We'll see if Homestead's got the ability to do that. I believe Fox is lined up in the backfield. You always got to be aware of where Brett Fox is set up. And guess who gets the ball? Fox. Good wow. hole on the right side. Across the 20. The 25 to the 30. 11 quick yards for Brett Fox. 
you don't need to have a lot of space for the small no. shifty back, and he is so fast at bursting through the hole, he turned what looked like a short gain into an 11-yard scamper. Yeah, and the Homestead offensive line thus far in the second half has done what they did that first drive, getting a hat on the hat, and I'm just wondering if DeWanger's getting a little fatigued defensively. Clock goes under four minutes on a first and 10 from their own 30. Spartans on the right hash. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, and they'll give it again. Up the middle, it is Fox. He's hit as he goes through the line of scrimmage. The ball may have been popped out, and they say no, it's Homestead with the ball. I'm not sure if it was forward progress or if the Spartans jumped on it, but they're going to say it's Homestead ball right at the 30. And Homestead did come out of the pile with the football. Well, he fumbled it all right. Yeah, it was was offensive lineman. In fact, center Jackson Bell, 6'2", 300 pounds. Wow. Now, when a 300-pound guy jumps on the football, do they have to check the inflation rate? <laughs> now got a Tom Brady football. You know, he, Three and uh, a half minutes, clock runs. He did a great job of being in the right, posi- right position at the right time because that was clearly a fumble. Second down and 10 from their own 30. On the right hash, they look to the left, throw on the slant. It is caught by Rivera. He takes it out to the 38. He's a couple yards shy of the first. It's going to bring up a third down and two. He's also in the field of play, so the clock keeps running. We tick down to three minutes left. Spartans trail it by four. From the 38, they need the 40 for the first down. The ball is centered in the middle of the field. Wanger's going to come after him now. They're getting single wide each side. A wing to the right of the formation. Fox the back of the backfield. They'll give it to Fox. Fox up the middle. Got a hole. He's across the 40 Huge for first, first down, down yardage. Out to the 42-yard line. Huge first Not down. much of a seam there, but he ran it right between his offensive guard, Carter Worth, and the tackle, Finn Parsley and got just enough space to move the chains with two and a half minutes left. They ran a power play, and they did a good job of basically just washing it down. Yeah, with a loaded box. Yeah. Shotgun for Slavid from their own 42. It's first and 10. Handoff. Fox, no gain that time. He gets hit as he goes through the hole. He falls forward to the 43, so they get one yard out of it. But again, the clock's going to keep running. It's going under two minutes left. Yeah, they're it's gonna, a 14 to 10 game. Yeah, they're going to have to get away a little bit from the run game, or there's a time where Peyton should have read that and pulled it because there was nobody outside. Two wide to the left, to the right, one wide to the left. Saints showing blitz. Here they come. Slavin sets up a screen. They get it to Fox far side, but Dwanger hasn't defended well, and Fox, a short gain, goes out of bounds at the 45-yard line. That'll stop the clock with a minute 41 left. But for Homestead, it sets up third down and seven. Well, you know they're going to take two to get it. Dwanger fans on our sideline starting to make some noise for the defense. The game is on the line. Saints lead it 14 to 10 over the Homestead Spartans. And now we've got what? A timeout being called. No. We've got a one of the Saints just came to the sideline. I'm not sure. Had to be an equipment situation. Yeah, so we've got late substitutions. <laughs> now they're going to go ahead and restart the play clock, but the game clock now is wound at 138. And that's the question. 
Chad's almost trying to find out why did you wind the play yeah. clock because he was out of bounds yeah. and you had stopped it before. Yeah, he was out of bounds. So it, it, it was been. 141 and now right. it's at 136, but the officials have stopped the play. Yeah. We've got scores of all our area games coming up right after this one. From the Coventry Pizza Hut, it's the Indiana Physical Therapy post-game show. Well, the one thing there, that helped Dwanger because it gave him time to get a breath. Third down seven from their own 45-yard line. They're looking for the Saints, 48. Slavin from the right hash, two receivers to the left, one to the right. Long count, tried to get a bonus five yards, but the Saints have had great discipline up front. They're not jumping on that hard count from Slavin. Cam Johnson is now the back of the backfield. Fox a slot to the left. Drop back for Slavin, looking, throwing, near side. Fox the catch, man-to-man coverage, and Fox slips out of the wrap-up. And he takes it for a first down, down the sideline, and it looked just as it kind of appeared that the Saints, Brady O'Keefe, the sophomore, was going to wrap up Fox for a loss. Fox somehow slips out of the grip and gets first down yardage at the Saints 45. The chains move with 132 left. Slate was actually late with the ball there. Slavin. From the left hash, quick throw to the right. They're gonna set up Fox, try to get a block for the wide receiver. Fox slips away from one at the 44, takes it to the 40, and finally tackled after a gain of five yards. He's in the field of play. The clock's gonna run with a minute 18, minute 17, minute 16. You know. Homestead trails by four, 14 to 10, second down and five from the Saints 40. I think DeWanger will give them that type of play because it's going to take more time to run it. Now they're they're really taking a lot of time. From the right hash, Slavin taking a lot of time with the clock running, under a minute to play. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Here's the snap, Slavin the drop. He looks, here comes pressure, Slavin. Throws late, far side, caught at wow. the 23-yard line. Oxier with the catch on the far side, and somehow Slavin, dancing left, dancing right to avoid the pressure of the pocket, found a receiver all the way over on the far sideline for a first down to the 23. Man, what a great job there of keeping the play alive. Down to 44 seconds. First and 10 Spartans. They trail by four. Slavin from the right hash. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Hand off to the back of the backfield. He's taken down for a loss. Got to take a timeout now. Johnson taken down at the 26-yard line. That is a loss of three on the play. I'm not sure why they're running that play with the time that they're at. Timeout on the field. We'll go ahead and take a break. With 38.7 seconds remaining, Saints trying to hold on, leading at 14 to 10 over the Homestead Spartans on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. If you're looking for insurance, here's a name to know. Mark Oding. Hold on, hold on. It's pronounced Edding. But it's spelled O-E-T-T-I-N-G. Yes, and O-E-T-T-I-N-G. It's pronounced Edding. Take two. Mark Edding of Edding Insurance Agency has not only served the community as an independent insurance agent, but he's also been coaching youth sports since his playing days over 40 years ago. For auto, home, business, trust the insurance coach, Mark Oding. That's Edding. Sorry, online at O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S dot com. Edding Insurance is a proud independent agent for the Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. This is the Fort Wayne High School Football Game of the Week, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Bishop Dwenger trying to end a three-year streak of losses to the Homestead Spartans. They lead it 14 to 10, 38.7 seconds left. Homestead, second down, 13 from the Saints, 26. The lineup of the right hash, put two receivers left, one receiver right. Slavin, long count, gets the snap, drops back in the pocket, looking, throwing for the end zone, and incomplete, overshot everybody. Double coverage on Oxier. He was never open. That play didn't have a chance. And fortunately, Slavin put it where nobody could get it. It's now third down and 13. And we're down to 34.3 seconds. Wow. Grant Leeper will line up wide to the left. Come back with that slant route right Rivera, here. Rivera, the slot to the left. To Rivera. Slavin from the right hash, drops back, looks left, throws. Oh, throws it up uh-oh. high for Leeper. Oh, what a catch. And a one-handed interception. Oh, my. He underthrew his man in a one-handed grab. I think the Saints intercepted. And they're going to hold on to win it. I think it was Maximilian, the, the uh, number 10. Maximilian Carey, the junior defensive back, went up Odell Beckham style, one-handed, snared it in front of the 6-7 receiver, Grant Leeper, and picked it off. And wow. if that ball was thrown about another yard... No question. Easy touchdown because Leeper had the position behind Carey. Yeah. But the ball slightly underthrown, and Carey went up with one hand and snared it in midair. Saints take over at the three-yard line with 29.8 seconds. What can you say about the Dwanger Saints tonight? My goodness. Victory formation to the knee. Sam Campbell. The Saints came up with the defense they needed. Homestead will take one of their timeouts. I don't even think any time ran off the clock. (laughs) We were at 28.6 seconds, and they ran a play. Well, the timekeeper here at Homestead doesn't want this game to end. Yeah. There is a timeout on the field. Bishop Dwenger, 14, Homestead, 10. The Saints with the ball following the interception at the goal line. Just amazing. By Maximilian Carey. What a play. That may be worthy of a Sports Center top 10 play of the night. (laughs) Because that was. Went up in front of of Leeper. And again, the smaller corner went up. One handed, snared the ball from midair. And held on as he went to the ground. Yeah. That was, like you said, it was so close to being the go-ahead touchdown. I thought he had him when he let go yeah. of it. For Homestead. Because Leeper had about uh, two or three yards yeah. on the defender. But the ball slightly underthrown. And the defender closed. And when he got there, as we said, went high to pick it off. Here's the victory oh. formation. And. Campbell is backed up right at his goal line, so he's got to be careful where he puts the knee down. At about the one-yard line, he goes down, and the whole pile gets pushed on top of him. Another timeout called by the Spartans. They're hoping that they can force Dwenger into a mistake. 
They're going to sit this back at the two. So I just, there is some room for Bishop Dwenger with 26.6 seconds. And uh, that's the last time out for the Spartans. So Yeah, that was the last time out. But they get to a knee cleanly here. This game's over. Well, right. The, the two seconds there, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a quick trigger on that, on that clock. The thing about it is, is Dwanger's going to have to protect themselves up front because Homestead basically just came in and teed off and hoping to cause a fumble. So here comes Bishop Dwanger. Saints are going to improve to 3-1 and one while knocking Homestead from the ranks of the unbeaten. Spartans will leave here 3-1. and one. Well, now we're going to throw the conference into a little bit of a chaos. But think about Dwanger. You know, Northside came back to win that game week one or they'd be sitting here undefeated potentially. There's the knee, and again, Homestead tries to disrupt it by pushing the pile on the Campbell. But the Saints don't have to snap it again. Wow. The clock is going to run down to zeros, and Bishop Dwinger, after taking a 14-0 first-half lead, they hold on here in the second half and come up with a huge interception at the goal line in the last 30 seconds and that seals a 14 to 10 win over the homestead spartans shannon's going to be back here at dave walter stadium with a scoring recap adam lundy is standing by out at the pine valley or the coventry pizza hut (laughs) we'll have the indiana physical therapy post game show coming up it's all next here Podcasts by Federated Media.